0: Welcome back to the Super Spark Guys Podcast. The only podcast that exclusively covers the greatest men's football league of all time, the Spark Super Bowl. Grab a beer and prepare yourself for the highlight of your week with your host, Novel Reshin and Block Tim. Oh my gosh! What a fucking week. Whew. I am tired from reporting on all those points that the Greenbud Packers scored this week. Welcome to episode 11 of the Super Spark Guys podcast, the podcast where you don't have to be a Spartan Super Bowl fan, but it sure does help. I am your host, Novel Reshiff. Uh That intro lied. Block is not going to be on the show this week. It's a short week, you know, pretty busy cuz of uh, there's a there's a there's a pretty decently big holiday coming up here. Um but fear not, we we'll, I'm I'm back and we got our uh co-host I guess this week uh JD Mail returning for his what is this third fourth episode?
1: Uh yeah, this is just my fourth episode at this point I believe and uh you know, I'm always always happy to be here and uh ready to get this thing started.
0: Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, it's probably going to be like a little bit quicker episode. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving, um, we want to spend some time with our families, so probably we're going to shoot for probably like 30 minutes on this episode or so, um, probably just flying through this. Uh, it's just us two this week, no third host, but I think that should be fine. Like I said, uh, a little bit quicker episode, but we still wanted to get one out, still be able to talk about everything that happened. So let's just kind of fly right into it. Um, We'll still we're still going to have news flash. We're still going to do the weekly rewind. We're still going to do power rankings and week 12 matchup. Um, So, yeah, normally normally we start off with mailbox. Remember, we introduced that segment last week. No, no submissions this week. So just a reminder to all of our listeners, if you're listening on Spotify, you can uh, when you click on the when you're listening to the episode. You scroll down a little bit and you should be able to there should be a question and you can answer that and write into us. Ask us some kind of ask us a question. Ask us what our favorite color is whatever. We'll shout you out on the show and you can uh, we'll answer your question, me and block and whoever the guest is. So no letters this week. And um, you know what? If you if you want to if you want to still ask us a question, you don't listen on Spotify. um, Just a. message me on uh on on twitter you know um at novel reshif or just reach out put it into our into the group chat uh, you you could find a way to find a way to ask the question so yeah let's start off with our uh our, our first segment <laughs> Titans fan says he'll eat crickets live on camera if they lose to Houston. Now, obviously, this was prior to last week's game. And um, yeah, the <laughs> the profile was deleted.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's not surprising. I mean, if you've ever eaten crickets, like they're not that bad. Uh, no, maybe like live crickets, maybe not. But uh, like dead, dried season crickets are pretty good.
0: It'd be pretty uh, funky. Eating some live crickets, you know, feeling them kick around in your mouth.
1: Yeah, he's got to get the he's got to get the teeth in there real quick and kill them, and it will be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Loud fire Nagy chant at Soldier Field. Additionally, Bears to fire Matt Nagy after Thanksgiving game.
1: Why would they wait until after Thanksgiving? Like why? Why not just get rid of him just now? He's terrible. We all know this.
0: Yeah. I mean, why put him through that on national television your last game? I mean, maybe it's like maybe it's like the final ultimatum like you could save your save your job by winning this game.
1: Winning Thanksgiving day. I mean, just but if he what if he loses the rest of the season? Is he still safe because he won Thanksgiving Day on <laughs> national TV? Uh, we got the win on national TV
0: uh, against the Lions, too. Like, ah, uh, yeah, no, maybe they're just giving him an opportunity to go out on like a super high note, right? <laughs> like, playing the were they gonna win by 30 this week? Yeah, they better.
1: Well, I mean, Justin Fields, I don't think, is playing this week either with a rib injury, so. You got you got Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, uh, under center.
0: I think I did see something though. Like he said, like it, they, Somebody asked him about it in the press conference, and I'm pretty sure he said like, "Oh, I've had really good communications with ownership or something, and we haven't had any of those discussions." But I mean, I don't know. The, why would they? Why would they? Why would he be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gone after this week"?
1: Yeah, that is very true.
0: after starting two and five the eagles are half a game out of the playoffs with the easiest remaining schedule washington twice giants twice jets cowboys pretty wild
1: yeah i mean oh, that's crazy that the eagles can make the playoffs Jalen Hurts sucks mm-hmm. great in fantasy sucks in the nfl
0: i mean washington's been looking a little bit better right they
1: have yeah two weeks in a row uh two wins beating the bucks and then beating the panthers uh which i mean i thought the bucks would murder them and i thought the panthers would would win especially like at home but didn't matter
0: yeah and um like i'm sure nothing uh i'm sure nothing crazy is gonna happen in any of those uh nfc east games right
1: yeah exactly i don't yeah i mean there is a real chance but Oh my God. That's crazy to think there is a real chance.
0: (laughs) And it's, it's pretty funny too. Like they say like the easiest remaining schedule and it's basically they're playing their division.
1: Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And then the jets, and then they get the jets on top of it. Oh,
0: Dan Campbell was asked if this was an opportunity to make a national statement as their lone nationally televised game left on the schedule. You mean they aren't going to flex us? He said.
1: I love Dan Campbell as a coach. Or not as a coach, as a person. I love Dan Campbell. (laughs) As a coach, I respect him. They're Uh, figuring things out. I feel so bad for him at the same time. He's
0: they tied their last game, right?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Uh did they?
0: Or no wait, no no. no that was now they oh, lost shit, this week, that, had yeah. a
1: bye, and then tied the week before. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: can't remember. Something like that.
0: Time is weird.
1: Yeah. They they honestly have the best chance to win tonight. Or not tonight. Thursday night. Thursday. Thursday during the day against mm-hmm. the Bears. If they could win, that would mean so much for the lions and i hope it wins i hope the lions win every single week like i just want to see them win a game Mm -hmm. that's that's all i want to see i just feel so bad for lions fans
0: despite being three and six the giants are having their best nine game start to a season since 2016 it's pretty hilarious
1: that's so sad (laughs)
0: <laughs> the pa- I didn't realize the past three seasons, they've had Uh, they started two and seven and then hmm. in 2017, they were one and eight. So for some context, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I said this for Lions fans. I feel bad for Giants fans. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys.
0: Are they? They're yeah. They, like they just are starting to become one of those franchises that just uh, are continuously bad.
1: Yeah. And like the Lions are historically bad, but the Giants historically were amazing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess even during like the Eli Manning years, they weren't amazing. And they're just becoming one of those like historically bad franchises.
0: Guests for the week 10 Manning cast Bill Parcells, Kevin Hart, Condoleezza Rice. Probably sp- said that wrong. And Julian Edelman. Of note, that's two weeks in a row that an active player hasn't been on there. Um, after Josh Allen got stomped by the, by the Jags.
1: <laughs> I, I think players know. Like, there's no way that they don't. Know. I'm, um, and I mean, it was even brought up to like Eli and Peyton. It's like, you guys know about this, this Manning curse, right? Oh, was it brought, really? I yeah, I can't remember who brought it up to them but someone brought thing? It up to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On, on the manicast, it was brought up to them and they're like, uh, we don't know anything about it.
0: That's, or I think Eli actually
1: might've brought it up. Yeah. I think Eli brought it up.
0: I gotta, I haven't really been paying that, that close attention to the last couple, uh, last couple manicasts.
1: Yeah. I haven't either. I know the, I know the Kevin Hart one was apparently like really funny last night.
0: Yeah. I was watching. I watched like clips of it. I was mm-hmm. watching while I was playing a, a video game. And yeah, it was pretty. There were some like funny things that he was <laughs> that he was talking yeah. about.
1: But I didn't notice a single thing from anyone else, or I haven't heard anything else about. Oh, and then Julian Edelman, I heard Julian Edelman was okay.
0: That Condoleezza Rice, she's like a fucking uh, senator or something like that. Some what some politician or something. I yeah, I don't know. She uh, she's like wanted to throw her name in to be commissioner or something. I I guess she's like a really big uh, football fan. I I wasn't paying attention while she was on, so not a very good uh reporter i guess but
1: um i never heard of her before i don't ever plan to hear of her after so. well and then
0: there was also in like 2018 there was a a tweet from adam schefter brown's interested in interviewing her for head coaching job what so.
1: who okay maybe i need to learn about this
0: individual Hon deliza rice c-o-n-d-o-l-e-e-z-a rice as in the white or sometimes different colored grainy um, <laughs> food. I, I was as I was saying that I was like, wait a minute, that's definitely not all white rice. Like that's that is a type of rice. Um, <laughs> oh, God, but yeah, she was on there last night. I, I should probably look back huh. and <laughs> see what she said. But uh,
1: yeah. nickname's Condi. Ooh.
0: Condi, there you go. Oh, here we go. Um, throw the last last little bit of news. Oh actually, you know what? I'm i I'm I'll throw I got a couple more in here. Let me let me we'll do a couple more. After starting 0 3, the Indianapolis Colts now have a winning record six and five. They're rolling.
1: Colts are a good team. They're a very yeah. good team. I mean helps when Jonathan Taylor puts up five touchdowns, but Colts are a good team. <laughs>
0: I mean, it was a little bit to be expected with, like, Carson Wentz coming in, right? Like, I don't know. They were they were figuring it out, and then they just realized, like, hey, Jonathan Taylor can just do everything. Um, yeah. We should just give him the ball. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, I mean, Carson Wentz has been, like, really, really good this year. I I, I want to say he's got, like, the fewest turnovers of, like, any of, like, the starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, he's he's been really good.
0: He's been doing enough to, like – keep them going every single game yeah
1: he's not major making major mistakes that's gonna lose them games i know he did and like again like in the first three weeks he did horrible interception but he's playing good
0: and yeah like the the, just the way that they started the season like you you were like there was like a lot of hype around them and then it just really quickly died away because game one they lose okay whatever they they lost and then i think it was game two they had that big injury to their offensive linemen and it was like okay they're maybe this isn't their year and then game 3 they lose again and it's like okay well colts suck this isn't their year move on and then they just been slowly like clawing their way back and yeah. becoming more and more of a threat and unrelevance every single week and i think they were pretty big underdogs in this matchup i think um fanduel betting wise i think they were like plus 3 something um just in the money line bet against the mm-hmm. the bills so and they you know, they wiped the floor with him, so.
1: Yeah, they absolutely wiped the floor with the Bills.
2: <laughs>
0: Taylor Heineke is now 3-0 and this season when starting against teams that have previously beat him.
1: Um, Sorry to break every football team's fan's heart, Taylor Heineke's not a franchise quarterback. Um, <laughs> I was actually talking to some people about this recently, and Taylor Heineke is like the... Is like another Tyrod Taylor. He's a great, he, he's who you want as your backup quarterback. Cause yeah. he's gonna come in and he's gonna, he can, he can win you some games, but he's not a franchise guy. Just,
0: he's just not. Yeah, he's like, he's pretty decent. I don't know. Yeah, I, like you said, I don't, I wouldn't want to ride or die with him. And I don't think the uh, watch football team really wants to either. But he's been, he's been doing pretty good. He, he's playing with his heart, right? Oh, yeah. He's a oh, yeah. big uh Brett Favre fan. Um, I know he got when he was playing the Packers, he did that Lambo leap and we ended up taking away that touchdown on him. Um, I know that was like a dream of his. Um, I kind of wish we would have just gave it to him, you know? So. <laughs> <Do> you <laughs> yeah, yeah, we would have still won. <laughs> <laughs> The teams playing on Thanksgiving went 0 6 with a negative 72 point differential on Sunday. Yeah, uh that's gonna be <laughs> pretty fun. I mean the I mean so the Cowboys play, right? They're they're a good team.
1: Yeah. Like I I think the Cowboys Raiders game has the uh, man, I just feel so bad for the Raiders. Just obviously all the stuff going on with their organization this season is really just knocked them down. They were looking so good at the start of the season.
0: <laughs> Do we think that the Lions get their first win? I, I mean, somebody's got to win that game.
1: I think the Lions can get their first Is it in Detroit?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yep.
1: Yes, it is. Oh, clicking on that game, the first thing it says is, is a clip of can the Lions get their first win of the season on Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh, man. I... Oh, my gosh. Jared Goff has only thrown eight touchdowns this season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: sad okay let's that's enough news let's roll into our week 11 recap hey what happened so it this was a this is a pretty crazy week especially when you compare it to the week before um last week there was basically no new records this week there was a couple pretty big ones there was a lot of like really high scoring teams. And then a lot of really low scoring teams. It was kind of all over the place. It reminded me of the first couple weeks of the season in this league. And I don't know if that's maybe just cause like, there's not as many buys going on right now, but I don't know. Um, we can get right into some of the highlights starting off um, of this last week. The, after starting one in five, the Baconators have won their last five. <laughs> I thought that was a, uh, it's pretty interesting um they're rolling they they their team just kind of like figured it out
1: yeah um it really did and hats off to them um but if they could share some of the water that their players have been drinking it would be uh much appreciated
0: (laughs) um they're the only team that's on like a on a win streak right now like a big win streak
1: and, and they beat you know obviously the bad dogs uh Not this past week, I guess, but the week before. And, you know, the Bad Dogs were on a nine game win streak and ended that for them. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah. I mean, they're, they're still one of those fringe playoff teams, but,
1: oh, yeah. They can go
0: on and just win it all. So,
1: yeah. And we were all writing them off. You know, they Mm -hmm. were one and five. No one saw this. And they have completely turned their season around.
0: So this week, um, we're We're not gonna make it a new a whole new second segment like we did previously, but there was a side bet that happened g m Benson was over at g m Fisher's house, and uh Benson is a avid Vikings fan. Fisher is a pretty big Packers fan, and so the yeah, you know, as everybody knows, the Packers were playing the Vikings. That I know, those two GMs have a tradition of they make a little side bet every time the those two teams play. In the past, it's been jersey bets where they they buy jerseys. Well, they wanted to change it up a little bit. Maybe not like a, a big old hundred dollar jersey from NFL shop, but uh, something a little fun that they could do between each other. So they started a pristine auction bet. So in case you don't know, it's a uh, the website pristine auction hashtag not a sponsor um it's a pretty cool site you go on there and you can like bid on uh like sports memorabilia and it's all like it's all signed official stuff and they made a little side bet um so loser would have to go on and buy the other person some kind of like uh signed sports memorabilia and they got stuff down to like uh, 30 40 bucks 20 i think some of the stuff goes like 10 15 bucks um so yeah, yeah that 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 bet happened and we don't need to talk about the results of that i think everybody knows what happened so <laughs> gm fisher has to get something from pristine auction so we'll add that to the bet tracker there the side bet tracker and you know just another side bet idea if people want to make some side bet, fun side bets in the league
1: yeah i still owe uh, gm benson his dalvin cook jersey i need to <laughs> order that and get that to him Uh might be a nice little thanksgiving day gift how
0: about yeah that? <laughs> uh so fisting levon they they had a pretty good week finally um it just so happened that they were playing the highest scoring team of all time in the league <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah I, they scored 126 points which is like i think they haven't scored over they've only scored over 100 once and that was like week two or something that was like the one game that they won they i think they scored at like 120 so this is like their highest scoring week which is still not even that high 126 is not that bad and <laughs> um but yeah they finally have a pretty big week and they would have beat a good amount of teams in this week Uh they're probably like the fourth highest scorer, third third fourth highest score in the league
1: Um, Uh, they were the fifth highest scorer.
0: fifth okay yeah so they would have beat a good amount of like at least half the league (laughs) um (laughs) pretty unfortunate i mean at least they're not like at least they've won a game in the past right
1: yeah unlike the lions um (laughs) (laughs) that'd be pretty bad
0: so like i said we had a whole like last week we had no new records we had nothing in the top five for records this week we, there was like five different categories. Obviously like a lot of them are, they center around one. So like, if you have like a top, we'll go right into it. The, the highest, the most points scored by an owner in a week. So uh, GM Fisher had 209 points. Ooh. Um, Yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch. Basically everybody on his team just kind of played to their peak performance um, and that, that affects a couple different categories, such as most combined points in a game. That was the second most combined points in the game. Mm. I two hundred and nine is that's a lot. A lot, yeah. That's pretty high. I do you think that that's like how long do you think that'll stand for? I don't know, because
1: honestly, I thought, you know, the the bad dogs set the record at one eighty two in week two. Mm-hmm. Fisher reset the, re- the the record at 195 in week five, and then reset the record again in week 11 with 209. I think it's pretty safe because you know we really hadn't seen the, the, such high scores, especially uh, as we've gotten into the season with buys. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think there's a definitely a chance it gets broken because let me look at your team real quick because I'm just curious. Well, yeah, no, you had just about everything go right and perfect, so...
0: I So, um, I didn't. I'm not in the league, but GM Fisher... Oh, oh GM yeah. Fisher had yes.
1: everything. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> GM Fisher had everything go just about right, as well as Jonathan Taylor getting 54 points.
0: Um, yep. Second running back, 50, oh. A.J. Dillon got 15. Devontae Adams, number one receiver, got 30. Mike will every, Basically, everybody scored a little bit above their projection, and Jonathan Taylor scored a lot above his projection.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you just look like just averaging it out, it's every player on your team scoring 26 points, which I think is, is definitely a possibility of someone has a very stacked roster mm-hmm. getting everyone or having someone completely go off for 40 points and everyone else getting 20. I, I think it's possible to get to reach those numbers, but it might, they that might be safer for, for quite a while.
0: I wouldn't be surprised to see like um, the team that just kind of comes to mind is skull squad in like, Two years. Yeah. Yeah. They are going to, you look at their team and like they're already doing pretty good. They're already winning like some decent games. And like their team is so young. They have so many draft picks next year. I think they have, I think they still have like 10 draft picks next year and like three of them in the first round.
1: Three first round picks, four second round picks, and two, three third round picks. Yeah. They got a lot.
0: They are a, they're, they're going to be a super high scoring team yeah, one or two years from now, maybe even next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. So that also led to the fifth largest large uh, margin of victory, um, in a game, um, closely behind the one from week four where Simon Sully, GM Simon Sully scored 171 points and Tuma scored 88. So not the not the biggest blowout of all time, but it's it was pretty high up there. Uh, that also inducted GM Fisher into the one hundred and seventy five points club one more time. So the current GMs in that league are GM Elam and GM Fisher, both are in there twice, mm-hmm. along with GM Mo, the retired GM. And then what a a um there's two other additional records or. Close to records, um, fewest points scored in a win. That goes to GM Benson beating out Kent. Benson scored only 88.58 points. Um, that was the second, that was the second fewest points scored in a win against <laughs> GM Kent. So <laughs> pretty crazy. Um, but kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, this week. And then fewest combined points in a game that same exact game made it it was that was the fourth fewest combined points in a game so pretty wild week pretty wild yeah, week
1: it's a lot of it's a lot of records
0: yeah um we had uh we had a couple trades go through this week so we'll start off um with on uh, November 20th GM Fisher and GM Kent GM Fisher got Naim Hines and Kent got Alex Collins basically a handcuff swap um, not a really huge trade. It was one of the one. that was just it made sense, right? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I like that trade a lot. Um, you know, it's like you're saying, it's just two handcuffs. But you know, Alex Collins has a real chance to get some points, and I mean, Naheem Hines always, I feel like, has a chance to be like a, a like a sneaky sort of like flex player. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, uh, Alex Collins is will be at least somewhat usable for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, Chris Carson's been out for a little bit now, so we've seen for the most part what Alex Collins will do. It's not amazing, but it's at least a couple points.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he's going to have the rest of the season. You know, with uh, Chris Carson, I think announced today or yesterday, he's going on IR. He's going to be out for the rest of the season with neck surgery. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Naim Hines plays a slightly different role, but he's like pretty much the assumed backup to Jonathan yes. Taylor. So yes. Um. Yeah, pretty pretty decent trade, pretty even. Uh moving on, we had another one on the day after, actually. GM Selly traded with GM Reams. Selly got Mike Evans and Darren Waller. And then Reams got Ryan Tannehill, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tyler Boyd. So with uh with the keep trade cut, the, the official Spartan Super Bowl trade calculator that we're using, um, at least for this trade calculator or for this uh trade tracker. It had a keep trade cut score of 1598, which is a very fair trade um on the books. And uh GM Reams was or GM yeah, GM Selly was considered the winner of that trade. What are you what are your thoughts? I, I'm curious what your what your initial thoughts on this trade were.
1: I was my initial thoughts I I thought this was such a weird trade, but like throughout the week, I think it just makes more sense to me. Where you're getting Tyler Boyd, who is, you know, he's a decent receiver. You're getting Tannehill, which I think was the most interesting piece in this trade to me. Yeah. Um, Just because, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson does have Matt Stafford, and then Tyrod Taylor is the backup. And then, but obviously getting Zeke, you know, uh, Adrian Peterson had a massive hole at running back. And getting Zeke helps a lot. And Zeke should be able to fulfill that role for this year and next year. And... Even going into next year, Derrick Henry coming back, having Zeke, pretty good. Uh, one two uh, for the running backs, and then for Sally, like I think getting Darren Waller is just an absolute steal. Yeah, Darren Waller's number three tight end in the league, and especially in a tight end premium league, that's very
0: valuable. I mean, he hasn't been. Is he is he the number three tight end right now? I thought he mm-hmm. was like number six.
1: Uh, as of right now, no, he's he's ranked number three.
0: Number three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He had a pretty decent. Um, yeah, decent and, game this and that's week.
1: even missing a game with against Philly, you know, week seven game against Philly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he had that um, massive week one and then kind of came back to earth a little bit, but he's been solid.
0: Yeah, my initial like gut reaction was that uh, Selly like killed it in this trade. I think yeah. Mike Evans is, Mike Evans is super good. Like he's always like slightly underrated. I think he's only had like, Two seasons where he wasn't a top twelve wide receiver, and he during those two seasons he was still top twenty four. Like there's something like he's 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 had like five or six straight thousand yard seasons. Um, yeah. My initial like thought was like, oh, I would so much rather have that side because I don't I don't see like almost any value in Tannehill. Um,
1: yeah. I don't know who who was Adrian Peterson's
0: quarterback prior to that.
1: Stafford. I mean, had Patrick Mahomes and traded Mahomes for Stafford. Yeah. And St- Stafford was on bye this week. Mm-hmm. Now Stafford has put up some not great games in a row, but I mean, I don't think. Yeah, he's put up like kind of two weak games, but like that's it. And
0: I mean, maybe, maybe the maybe part of the thought process was he needed a win to stay alive. And
1: may yeah, you know what? That might be that might be the way he was thinking.
0: Yeah, he is, he is a, he needs to win now, right? Like we, I think we've mentioned it a couple of times on here before, like his bench isn't amazing. Um, not, not that, okay. I, I don't mean he, he needs to win now. He definitely doesn't like, he has some, he has some great players. That'll be great for down the road, but, um, his bench is one of the weakest in the league. Um, but like his, his starters are still pretty solid, but I think maybe it was just a, uh, yeah, I need a quarterback this week. Um unfortunately he still didn't win, but
1: Yeah, and I mean I mean he didn't even start him. But uh but I mean I I could completely understand that, especially with you're like, oh, Tannehill versus Houston. Like that's got that's the guy. Like he's gonna kill it this week. He ends up throwing four interceptions, but um I'm only getting eight points. But oh he fumbled twice? Holy what a bad week for Tannehill. <laughs> holy holy. Um <laughs> but yeah, like the more I look at it, like the more it makes sense, and you know, with Mike Evans too, like he's always just kind of, it seems like bank, like he always goes to an injury like every single season, and then also Mike Evans he, will have, I, like
0: I said, he's always Mike Evans is always great,
1: always a thousand yard receiver, but um, with the, I mean, even in the league last year, um, the Bad Dogs had Mike Evans on their roster and traded him around the like the trade deadline because like he had missed three four games and just didn't have any. Had some weeks where he just wasn't good. Like even looking at this season, they week one against Dallas puts up five points. Yeah. And then week six against Philly puts up four point seven. So he has weeks where he can just absolutely disappear because that Tampa receiving core is just so deep. Um, so
0: yeah, I, I definitely I definitely think that it made Selly's team a little bit better than it made uh Reams' team. Not saying that was yes. a bad trade for Reams. No, um, at all. Yeah, and because no, Zeke is, I mean, Zeke has been great. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about Tyler Boyd. Zeke was a solid piece to grab in it. Um, but overall, it was it was a pretty good trade.
1: Yeah, I thought it was okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I definitely think Silly won.
0: Last trade that we had was November 22nd. So the day after that one, GM Elam traded with GM Kent. Elam got Cordero Patterson. And Kent got Simon Selle's 2022 second round pick. This had a keep trade cut score of 381, so considered very fair, very very fair. Um, to give some context, I did so uh, I did like a real quick, um, check. The average keep trade cut score for every trade that we've had in our league so far is like 3,800 or something, like 3,900, 3,800, something pretty high up there. So. 381 very very fair according to this trade calculator but um yeah
1: um yeah if I can speak on the trade a little bit um yeah. you know I I saw Jim Kent's team and 4 and 7 probably going to look to move some some older players and I know they picked up Cordero Patterson earlier this season to to win some games and I saw that and I was okay with trading my second round pick and yeah th- there it is and, and I think Cordero Patterson's going to uh, to talk about the Bad Dogs roster a little bit, we they're a little weak on the on the receiver side, especially with uh, Ridley being on the PUP list and just just injuries as well. So adding Cordero Patterson, you know, probably moves into that flex or or even like a receiver spot just to to get some more points.
0: Yeah, overall it was just like a really good trade for both sides. I think. Um the bad dogs are obviously like v- very competitive for the championship this year so any like little moves to make them just a little bit better is going to help them out and then thunder ducks uh it's just looking like it's not their year and Cordero patterson's very old i think he's 31 or something like that um yeah, he's 30 he's 30 30 yeah he's never been amazing like he's never been great for fantasy so this is kind of like it's a weird breakout year for a 30 year old. Um, yes. So, who's to say that this is going to continue on down the road? Um, so, I think that was a really good move. And if Simon Silly doesn't make the playoffs, which he's kind of on that bubble right now, it's kind of with that uh, loss last week looking like he might not. Um, that might be a pretty decently high second round pick. So, or at least front front half of the second round. So yeah, pretty good trade. Yeah. Okay, so let's go, let's review the matchups from last week. Starting off, we had the Green Bud Packers played Fishing Levon. I chose the Green Bud Packers to win. Um Block chose the Green Bud Packers to win. And you chose the Green Bud Packers to win. And we all know how that went. Um <laughs> 209 points. I think they won. We talked about it a little bit already. Uh, do you have anything else to say?
1: Nope. Fishing Levon got smacked. Yeah,
0: it was. And it was pretty apparent right away. I think the yeah. Jonathan Taylor was um, the first um, first round of game. So <laughs> once that kind of happened, um, I don't know. Correction to what I said. Fishing Levon got fished.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you could say Levon fished. Li- fished. <laughs> oh, yeah. our second matchup. The Bell Dogs. Played Rojos leftovers. Uh, this is another like yeah another high end team another powerhouse playing one of the teams that's already like basically out of the playoffs. Uh, we all we all went to the bad dogs. Didn't let us down. Um, how you doing? Keep it moving. Adrian Peterson played the Pittsburghers. Um, this was this was a pretty decent matchup and just pretty like. This is just another another matchup where Adrian Peterson kind of slipping a little bit. Second loss in a row. Pittsburghers starting to pick it back up. I don't know, like, are the Pittsburghers for real?
1: I th- I think so. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see how like this the last little bit of the season shapes out because, I mean, you can't even say that they have an easy schedule. I mean, Adrian Peterson plays Skull Squad Baconator and then Rojo's leftovers. Mm-hmm. Looking at the beginning of the season, we would have been oh, it's cakewalk, but not now. Nope. Um, these are not easy games. And then Pittsburghers has to play. Ooh, bad dogs go Effer, and pick one nine nine. So pretty rough, pretty rough end of the season for both. But
0: yeah, we'll see. So, so I didn't mention it. We all picked Pittsburghers going into this one. Um, I was surprised that we all picked them. Like this was kind of like one of those toss up matches. Um, it could have gone either way. With us, but we all chose them, and we were all right. So,
1: yeah, I think we saw that Stafford was out, and that was like that. If I remember correctly, that was like the big, yeah, deciding factor for most of us was that
0: Stafford was going to be out. The Baconator took on the Goat. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fuck the the Goat Effers, uh, Goat Boys. (laughs) <laughs> um I I did not think the Baconator would win but um yeah here they are five wins in a row uh they're killing it They're and you know they're not like scoring a ton of points every week but 127 is very very respectable Mhm
1: yeah we all went to go effort mm-hmm. and we were all very wrong
0: and so um Baconator Austin, had Austin Eckler. He's kind of been like not really talked about because of Jonathan Taylor, but Austin Eckler had four touchdowns, yeah, six receptions. Like he scored forty-one points.
1: I mean, and Justin Herbert was playing off of that too. Um, threw three touchdowns and yeah. ran for ran for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Or uh, no, he had a forty-yard.
1: Um... Oh, the forty-yard. Okay, I was gonna say, but yeah, no, them playing off of each other just worked out perfectly, and they destroy i mean they had a shootout with pittsburgh just an mm-hmm. absolute shootout
0: he's got that he's got that chargers stack um he
1: does herbert eckler allen
0: i i like i like the Baconator. i like their team a lot i just i don't see how they're gonna continue to win with three players from the same team like all starting like all it takes i mean maybe maybe it works out right Maybe Mm -hmm. the Chargers have a great um, playoff schedule, right? But if the Chargers have one bad game in the playoffs, like they're going to lose. The the Baconators are going to have a bad game. So they do play Houston week 16, but week 15 they play Kansas City, and week 17 they play Denver. So not the best matchups in the world.
1: No, not at all. I'm trying to go and find their schedule right now. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little rough.
0: Depending on who they who the Baconator plays, I mean, they could score. They could score like against Kansas City. That could be a that could be a big blow. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Now that I'm like look now, think about it. I don't know. Maybe they might they might have a good team. I mean, De- Denver. Seen... Denver's pretty defense is pretty decent, though, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah, Denver's defense is pretty good. I mean, we've seen it this season where the Chargers put up points. Yeah, Unless they lose. If they lose, they don't put up points.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sparta's game of the week last week. We had pick 199 versus Deb. Uh, Block and I, Joe, both chose Deb. Deb ended up pulling out the W. Pick 199 just <laughs> probably one of the most unlucky teams in the league. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, they don't have the most like points against them they're they have a lot they have a lot of points against them but not the most there's definitely some more unlucky teams uh um,
1: yeah i think this all just falls on dak dak yeah. stunk it up <laughs> bad against kansas city's defense and kansas city's defense i didn't think it was anything special
0: yeah uh they have the third most points against in the league so yeah um, yeah definitely definitely unlucky um they have the same record as Skull Squad, and the Skull Squad has more points against. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting. Maybe maybe Skull Squad would also be a little bit more of a lucky team <laughs> too. So, or a, a better team too. Yeah. Skull Squad played the Thunder Ducks in Sparta's game of the weaklings. I chose Skull Squad, and they ended up winning. Um, Block went with his hometown team, the Thunder Ducks. I was one win that one that got me up against them in the pickums.
1: The Thunder Ducks are just spiraling <laughs> out of control. Yeah, um, it's been a rough, rough road.
0: I was gonna bring it up here real quick in the uh, once we get to the power rankings, but yeah, if you look yeah. at like the trends, um, they've just been like trending down ever since like week five. So uh, they had yeah. that
1: close loss to the Adrian Peterson, and since then, I mean, just looking at it and four out of the last five games they have scored under 89 points
0: Mm -hmm. and i mean not to like say Skull squad did amazing though they they did only score 88 points so (laughs) very true they (laughs) definitely got lucky this week you know talk about the unluckiness of pick 199 um (laughs) skull squad only 88 they got pretty lucky um they would have only beat yeah, one other team. They would the only other team that they would have beat would have been Adrian Peterson this week. So mm. <laughs> pretty crazy. So that leaves that was all the matchups from last week. And that leaves our pick em standings. Block is at forty four and I'm at thirty nine. So I'm five behind him. I got up one this last week. Um <laughs> a couple more just a few more weeks left. I don't I don't know. I there's gonna be this one week where I just pull it, I mean or I just feel like it's gonna we're gonna end really close. We're gonna He's gonna beat me by like one. I'm gonna get real close to winning, and then he's gonna beat me. <laughs> uh, did you have any final thoughts about last week before we move on to our power rankings?
1: Uh, no, last week was just—I'll uh, say this real quick. Last week was a lot of fun, uh, and I think this week is could be even crazier.
0: Power rankings. So. I think, uh, you know what, let's just do it like we did last week. I'm going to kind of read through them. I'll throw some interesting points out as I go through it. Um, stop me if you got something to say. And then we will we can just kind of talk overall. Um, I think that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know what, I'm going to, no, I'm going to break it up. I'm going to change it. I'm going to do like, I'm going to kind of break it up into tiers. Um, we'll talk like three or four at a time. So, all right, let's do it. Start off. We got Fisching Levon, Rojo's leftovers, and the Thunder Ducks. Fisching Levon, Rojo's leftovers, both at zero percent chance to make the playoffs. They are like it is full on locked out. They there's no way that they make the playoffs from now on uh, with their record. There's no way that they could catch up. Fisching Levon, they they had a pretty decent week. They really actually brought up their point, their average points per game. I think they brought it up like three four, three four points or something like that. But they're still down at number twelve. They're at ninety points per game. Rose Leftovers is almost fifteen points ahead of them, uh, points per game wise. They're at one hundred and four. Rose Leftovers' rest of season uh, roster ranking is number eight, and Thunder Ducks is at number eleven. Thunder Ducks have a significantly better uh, record right now. They're they're sitting at four and seven, while Rose Leftovers is two and nine however their overall wins are basically about the same they're both at like 45 49 overall wins i don't know what you got any thoughts about these guys i i put thunder ducks in there i think thunder ducks has now joined that joined that spot with them
1: yeah i agree i, th- I think that's that that bottom tier and I, like we were saying a little earlier that that fall from the thunder ducks but what can you what can you do yeah
0: um so, like I said, I put the I put Thunder Ducks in that tier. You know, maybe i I could still be prove, proven wrong, right? Two, like they still got two percent chance to make it. Um, <laughs> so remember, Thunder Ducks are at four and seven right now. That's their current record. Um, I'm gonna go through this next tier. I think these are the, the these are your playoff bubble teams. So first off, Skull Squad in spot number nine. Adrian Peterson in spot number eight. Pittsburghers in number seven pick one nine nine and six and the baconator in number five so thunder ducks have four and seven right Mm -hmm. these two teams in this tier are also skull squad and pick one nine nine however thunder ducks has a two percent chance to make the playoffs Skull squad has nine percent chance and pick one nine nine has 16 percent chance to make the playoffs um i think this is just like This is definitely just showing the uh, bad luck that pick one nine (laughs) nine has like being at number six in the power rankings and having two teams behind them in the bar rankings: Pittsburghers and Adrian Peterson, both those teams are six and five, right? Like, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and again, like you're, yeah, they're sixth. However, they only have a 16% chance to make the playoffs just from, mm -hmm. I mean, their record and, you know their points per game, one hundred and twenty-one points per game. That's what fifth highest, mm-hmm. and they are they again very low chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, pretty unlucky just throughout the season. Like
0: yeah, the so sixteen percent. Um, I I do think that it's almost a little bit higher than that. Like they definitely they have to win out. I think right. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of a given. They have to yes. win out, so they will finish the season season seven and seven, and then they have to see either the Baconator, Pittsburghers, or Adrian Peterson lose two games. That is that is what ha- what needs to happen. Yes. Um. Or at least pick one nine nine
1: has to win out. Yes. And yeah, they have to lose two games.
0: I think if they if they don't they could lose one game, but also the Baconator, Pittsburghers, and Adrian Peterson. Two of those teams would have to lose all three games. Mm-hmm. So I don't know.
1: And, and and we're talking about you know just just pick one nine nine. Skull Squad's still in there as well with that nine percent chance. Four and seven. Yep. They're in the same exact situation where if, if say they went out and pick one nine nine doesn't. Skull Squad's right there as well, and and they could grab that that sixth spot.
0: Yeah, a lot of of changing going on, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, Baconator, uh, Pittsburghers, Adrian Peterson, all six and five. Um, I don't think I read these off, so Adrian Peterson has a 64% chance to make the playoffs, Pittsburghers is at 48%, and the Baconator is at 66%. So, out of all of those teams, only two of them are going to make the playoffs, right? So... Cause I think these, I'll I'll read off these top four real quick. Uh, the Greenbud Packers, Goat Effer, Deb, and the Bad Dogs in that order. Um, Greenbud Packers not locked in yet, but ninety-eight percent chance. Uh, knock on wood, right? Um, <laughs> just ask Pittsburghers from last season. Um, <laughs> However, I think if as long as that team just continues to set their lineup, I don't think that they will uh, miss the playoffs.
1: You know, you say that, but their end of the season is rough. the The Green Bay Packers have to play Go Effer, Pick One Ninety Nine, and the Bad Dogs to end their it's season. True,
0: it's that's true. a
1: rough. That's a rough end. Again, the Green Bay Packers, I think, are are gonna make it. But if they lose those three games, you have to win at least one. Yeah, you have to win one of those games, and you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think they can do
0: that. Yep. It it's it's crazy. There's still mm-hmm. there's still a lot of like really big implications with these next couple games coming up.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other like overall thoughts? Oh here. So I had a couple highlights I wanted to put out. So the bad dogs took over the number one roster strength spot. Um that was previously held by the Green Bud Packers for the whole season. Um <laughs> they took it over. Um pretty interesting to point out. Um Adrian Peterson had a 90% playoff odds two weeks ago. Now they're down to um 64%. So starting to drop, starting to slip a little bit. I think they could still pull it off though. The Baconator had an 8% playoff odds back in week six, and now they're at 66%. So they've been very much trending up and, you know, that's all because of the winning the last five games in a row. Um, Adrian Peterson dropped four spots this week. That's like one of the biggest drops we've had in the power rankings. Um, and yeah, I think it's just scoring low points this week and there's start. There's just so many teams that are really close right in the middle there mm-hmm. where you drop you really probably would have only dropped one, but just because so many teams are similar to drop four. And then um, back in week six, the Thunder ducks were the um, number five roster rest of season roster strength. And they've dropped all the way down to 11. So wow, yeah,
1: that's that's rough.
0: I think they've just been dealing with injuries, and then just like a lot of players like not performing to what they were projected to perform to. So, um, pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. The those trend charts are getting pretty interesting to look at. Like you see the teams that have risen throughout the season, like overall, and then you can see the teams that have slowly declined. Some of like been a roller coaster the whole season. Some have been just kind of like super consistent. Um, they found where they were and then they just kind of stayed there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's starting to get pretty cool to look at those trends.
1: You know what's interesting in that power ranking over time is in the preseason, leave Levon, the number one. Number team. one. Yep. <laughs> immediately
0: going into week one, 12th. Yep yeah oh preseason like (laughs) that was just wild like so many teams just especially that week one you just see all of those lines like (laughs) crisscrossed, and then as as the season goes on it kind of like they level out to where they're at uh there's still like some big drops here and there but um yeah just wild that that first week that's actually you know what now that i'm looking at it the um Adrian Peterson's drop, I think drop dropping down four spots, I think is the biggest of the season so far if you if you don't count uh, uh preseason to week one. Yeah. I don't think I see any Oh more. I
1: see that that just red just yep nosedive. Wow.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, everyone else is
0: yeah. Hopefully they can they can kind of figure it out. You know, Derek losing Derrick Henry is oh. huge for them. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Maybe that, maybe that trade, though, getting Zeke, maybe that will even things out and help them back out. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it does. So we'll go over Dynasty real quick. Um, I'm just going to read through these one more time. So Baconator, or I'm sorry, I don't know why it's not Baconator. Ducks at number 12. Pittsburghers at 11. Leave Levon at 10. Adrian Peterson, number nine. The Baconator at number eight. Rojo's Leftovers coming in at seven. Goat Effers at six, pick one nine nine at five, Deb is at four, Skull Squad at three, the Green Bud Packers at two, and the Bad Dogs up at number one. The Bad Dogs rose from being third last week, and this is the first week since the whole season that the Green Bud Packers are not number one for dynasty rankings.
1: Um, was this figured out after the Cordero Patterson trade, or yes, this was pulled okay. from. Gotcha. Uh, like an hour ago this is gotcha. uh yeah gotcha. and
0: we are recording on tuesday the 23rd so
1: that is interesting that cordero patterson trade would affect that that much and put us at number one
0: yeah the, i mean i get like we mentioned it i think last week or two weeks ago when the thunder ducks dropped down to 12th they had like that big drop yeah um the I, I think it's just so close like a lot of these tiers right are just so close i think a lot of those teams like the uh the green bud packers the bad dog Skull squad deb pick 199 i think they're just very very close where one one player changing really can really change everything yeah um and then i also think the um the rankings don't accurately reflect draft picks so that's that's, yes, because I, I think you would wonder. put Skull
1: Squad at number one just based off of draft picks and yeah, and with the trade with the Bad Dogs and the Thunder Ducks, you know Thunder Ducks get another second round pick. I would think that would put them up a little bit to get a possibly like mid to to high second round pick.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, any um any other thoughts on the the dynasty rankings? Glad to be
1: number one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Yeah, let's move on hello do you want to play a game okay so final segment we're looking forward at the week 12 matchups we're throwing in our picks block isn't here this week but he was able to submit his picks we're going to start off with the green bud packers versus the goat effers this is the third time that these two gms have um met in battle the first time was week seven of last season. And then the second time was actually the semifinals of the playoffs. Um, Fishing leave came away victorious twice in both of those games. They scored pretty good. 151 the first time and then 145 the second time. So um, third time, third time's the charm, right? Yeah. <laughs> so looking, looking at this one, I, I just, I you know, I gotta go with my gotta go with my team, the Green Bud Packers. I think they, they stay hot. Yep,
1: I can see it. I am also going with the Green Bud Packers.
0: Um I will say I think this is a this is one of those matchups that could go either way though. So um be yeah, pretty the, interesting. Actually,
1: follow. as I look at this, Green Bud Packers don't have a tight end this week.
0: They do not, so they will have hmm. to grab somebody off the off the waivers. Interesting. Waiver oh, yeah. interesting. Yep, their backup tight end Robert Tunyon tore his ACL a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, one of the many Green Bay Packers injuries of this year. Interesting. <laughs>
1: well, I'm still gonna go Bay Packers.
0: We'll be able to find somebody off the waivers. Exactly. Hopefully, the uh, hopefully GM Lamar doesn't play defense in the waivers and scoop them all up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving on, the Fishting Levon plays Rojo's Leftovers. So this is just the, this is the, this is the Toilet Bowl preview, right? Like, this is it. (laughs) We mentioned it last week. I don't think that Fishting Levon wins a game in the Toilet Bowl. I think, I think Fishting Levon is this year's Toilet Champion. Now, anything could happen. Toilet King. Toilet King, yes. Yes. Yeah, Champion's not the right word. (laughs) No. yeah, I I don't see them winning this game. I they had a great game last week. I yes. just don't think that happens again. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, their their players have some some tough matchups.
1: Um, you know, Rodgers against Rams, Cook, Dalvin Cook against San Fran, and Mark Ingram against Buffalo. Just some tough matchups. I just.
0: Yeah, it's a it's pretty fun fun matchup though. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Oh yeah. I there's almost no implications to it. Um, no. <laughs> which is the it's fun almost, thing to, it's almost
1: a meaningless game it is a meaningless game
0: yeah because both it's not like they're um i mean may, no they, actually no it both, does have meaning what meaning does it have it determines who
1: might get the bye week If if
0: i think they're both getting the bye week
1: Oh, are there two bye weeks? There's oh, two, there are two. Yep, oh well, okay, never mind. I thought that was only one. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that's
0: that's what I was that's that was my first thought as well. It was like, oh, they're playing for who doesn't get the bye week. But like there's two spots. The next closest team <laughs> the next closest team's records is four and seven. Like they're two wins ahead of uh Rose leftovers. And I mean, maybe, maybe one of those four and seven teams, like Loses the rest of their games and Rose oh, leftovers catches up or something like that. But I don't know. Probably that. not. <laughs> That's a stretch. That's a stretch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they both are. The, I, this is, this is, these are the bye weeks Neither of these teams are going to be playing week 15. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. And it's not because they made the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, yeah, We've we've said the bubble race above them is uh pretty big. So like maybe yeah. maybe Thunder Ducks like isn't able to pull together or um I don't know, maybe maybe one of the other teams just gets super unlucky and just keeps on losing. But yeah, this is this is the total bowl matchup right here. <laughs> <laughs> also of note, um this is the first time that those two GMs have played each other.
1: Oh um, nice.
0: Yeah, GM Schiller is, you know, pretty new to the league so he's still kind of making his rounds of playing some of his out of division um teams, but yeah, first time these two teams have haven't played each other whereas every other matchup in the, the uh, of this week all the GMs have at least played each other once except for this matchup. So, uh, pretty interesting. The Bad Dogs play the Pittsburghers. This is the third or this will be the fourth time that these teams have played each other. Um, GM Elam has won the last two games. In fact, they scored really high the last two um, scoring 176 last time and 169, the, the matchup before um, big game for small, right? We, we talk about the, they got to win there these next couple weeks. Um Yeah it's still significant for Elam. He still doesn't have that week one by locked up. Um, mm-hmm. However, he currently does with the, with his current record, he has the best odds of getting that week one by, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, GM Elam. Uh, from what I've talked to him with them, you know, obviously always playing the Pittsburghers. It's always, it's always fun. Always close. Well, maybe not because um, <laughs> we can see like GM small blew out Elam the first time they played and then GM Elam's, blown out small the last two times um i think it'll be an interesting game i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a lot closer than than anyone thinks uh i do expect the, the bad dogs to to take the cake and, and win this game
0: yeah i'm just i'm going with the bad dogs on this one i i just i feel like i have to and mm-hmm. so did block pick 199 versus the thunder ducks um this will this will be the second time that these two gms have played each other is uh, another divisional game um this is this will be a good one. The um some pretty decent implications with this one, right? Both teams have the same exact record. Whoever loses is out of playoff contention. Like I I I don't know if it'll like fully put them at zero, but Ooh. like being honest, they're out of playoff contention.
1: Yeah, they, these two teams can't afford to can't afford to lose at this point. You know, yeah, they're if they're fighting for it and Yeah, it's it's so. gonna be a good one.
0: And, you know, we've talked about how good pick one nine nine has been doing recently and how just Thunderducks have been trending downward. I had to go with pick one nine nine. I didn't even really look at the matchup, to be honest. I was just like, oh. <laughs> just going off of recent performance. Um, I see that Tyreek Hill is out for one nine nine, but I'm sure he'll yeah. be able to find somebody else. Cortland Sutton is in there, is in his, is on his bench. So,
1: yeah, um, I see lock picking against his his favorite team the picking against the thunder ducks and also going to pick oh, 99
0: he does that all the time that's why he's <laughs> winning the jersey bet because <laughs> he knows that the thunder ducks suck so i'm, I'm just shitting on him because he's not here right now
1: <laughs> well i jd mail am going with the thunder ducks i, I... believe that somehow pick one nine nine will continue to be unlucky and will somehow <laughs> lose to the thunder ducks
0: i mean luck's of, luck's of things. So <laughs> Maybe. A thing. sparta's game of the week we see the baconator versus deb this will be the second time uh these two gms have played each other gm nicola came away victorious last time scoring 154 to 100 we all went deb. Deb is another powerhouse of this league. They're they're a great team.
1: Yes, they are. They're very good. It's coming from Toilet King to championship contender.
0: Mm-hmm. Will will the Baconator continue their streak? I mean, we all went we all went uh deb on this one, but it seems like the Baconator find a way to win every single week. Right now, it's they they'll be like pretty low chance of winning according to sleeper and then they just pull out the w from from out of nowhere i think there was like did this i think this streak might have started when they upset the thunderdogs they had like a 90 or a 1 chance to win and they ended up coming back on monday night football or something um was that the was that oh no wait that was
1: Baconator lost to the had Dev- two devastating losses in a row. The,
0: That's right. Yep. The cl-
1: close one with the Thunder Ducks and the close one with the Pittsburghers. And since then, they have been on a tear. Yep. Just well. Revenge let's tour. Say, let's not say revenge tour. They won eighty-seven <laughs> to seventy-three against Fishing Levon. But they laid the groundwork, and they have slowly but surely
0: finding wins. Yes. Yeah. Not scoring a lot of points, but finding wins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe just maybe Deb is just a low-scoring team this week, and well, you know, pulls out the win. But looking
1: at these think... wins, you know, it's it's really just come off of the other teams just having really bad days. You know, yeah. Green Packers ninety-five points, pick one nine nine ninety-two bad dogs eighty-four, Go for one hundred three. Those are the what four four out of the five highest-scoring teams in the league, and they just laid eggs. Mm-hmm. So, and and Deb is the fifth the, the that fifth that fifth team. So we'll see what happens this week
0: sparta's game of the weeklings this is uh this is uh, this is another really good one adrian Peterson versus skull squad adrian Peterson hasn't been looking that great recently but they need this win this will be the second time these two teams have played adrian Peterson scored 173 points last time against gm benson's 123 i just i don't think adrian Peterson is the same team that they were back in week one when they last played each other.
1: I uh, Yeah, they're, they're definitely not. It's so sad to see them crumble, but.
0: And the same thing can be said for Skull Squad too, of like, they're not the same team that they were back then, but in a good way. Like yeah. they're a super young team. So I just think like all of their rookies have been finding their way mm-hmm. <laughs> as the, as the season's gone on and they just gotten better and better and better. So, um, I went with Skull squad block went with Skull squad. Um, I hate to do it. I hate to pick against Adrian Peterson. Cause I do want them to make the playoffs. And I think they had a pretty solid chance to, I just think Skull squad walks away with the W this week, which is huge for them too. Right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: If they can walk away with a W, not only are they increasing their chance to make the playoffs, right? We are, we talked about this. They have to, they have to win out basically. Yep. But they're causing one of their competitors to get a game behind too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's not like they're just playing um, the bad dogs or or the goat effers where a that team losing isn't as significant, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you know I think you know Adrian Peterson's downfall has been what we've said so many weeks is depth, no depth, and it's it's really really getting to them, especially losing Derrick Henry and. Losing just a single piece of that that core that they had has humbled them.
0: Well, now they get um, now they got Zeke, so mm-hmm. who hasn't been? You know, Zeke wasn't putting up points that Derrick Henry is putting up. Derrick Henry oh, is a yeah. different level, right? Yeah. However, he could possibly fill that void. They still have uh, Cooper Cup, right? Mm-hmm. They have decent quarterbacks. Like they have a pretty solid team still. So we'll we'll see what they can do, um, and. You know the the other side of the coin too. If Adrian Peterson wins, GM Benson, they're they're in school squad. They're locked. They're knocked out of the playoffs, right? They're out, I, yeah, they're sitting at four and seven right now. If they go four and eight, I don't think that there's a chance that they they stay alive. Maybe they probably mathematically have a chance, but realistically, I think this this is one of their last shots. So
1: yeah, and and if Adrian Peterson can figure it out, like Derek Henry is projected to come back, and like early January. Yeah. I mean, maybe
0: they come back for that. uh... He comes
1: back if he can make it to the championship, but yeah, uh... we'll see. Yes.
0: So that wraps up our week 12 preview. Do you have any other like final thoughts about that? uh, About this upcoming week?
1: Good luck to everyone. Uh, Don't suck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I, always, I always throw out the plug. We're always looking for guest hosts. I think next week we have Simon Selly. GM Simon Selly or Cell Games. We'll get one of those two people on here. They're going to be the guest host next week. Next week, Block should be back. Um, it was a pretty short episode this week. And then I always throw it in there as well. If you got some like new GM news or something like that, something going on in your life that you want to share with the rest of the league, let us know and we'll throw it in there. Um, if you know anybody that wants to join the league, just to kind of like watch the chat, um, or participate in the, in the chat and see the scores as they're going on, they can join the league. And, or if you are a listener of this podcast and you, uh, you just enjoy following the league, I think we have a couple because we always end up with more viewers or more listeners for every episode than we have, um, people in the league for some reason. And I know people aren't listening to it. On multiple devices, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, um, and then additionally, make uh, write in something, get get on the show with the uh, the mailbag, um, answer the poll that's on Spotify. So
1: yeah, um, also uh, really quickly, I, I personally uh, have some some GM news, um, uh, on GM Elum. GM Elum uh, has been an honor guard for the past. Uh, year and this is his final week at honor guard so next monday he will be back with the 30th uh working with them and uh nice. yeah he'll be back in the building so uh, he has told me that he is definitely going to go up to everyone and talk trash uh for <laughs> fantasy football and uh but uh, he's excited to be back at work nice
0: so yeah uh any any other final thoughts
1: nope i'm all out of thoughts
0: cool <laughs> uh, so yeah, big thank you to our guest host this week, JD Mail. Thanks for coming on, and thanks to all the Spartheads out there listening every single week. Make sure to smash that like button and follow the show to get notified as soon as a new episode drops. If you like the show, which I know you did, make sure to tell your friends and drop us a review. You can follow me on Twitter, and you should follow me on Twitter. At Novel Reshift for all of your Spartan Super Bowl breaking news. This has been another episode of the Super Smart Guys podcast on Novel Reshift signing off.